Hi, Onyx family. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Today, we will be talking about signs. My name is Merthel. And I'm Rita. And every episode, we're going to take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx Life, where we want to create happy homes and financial empires. Today's topic is signs. I really like that movie. I like everything that that director or that producer does. I like a lot of his movies, but Science was definitely one of the best. Yeah, what I liked about it, it was, was the just how everything came together. Right. That nothing was by chance. Nothing was an accident. Your skill is there for a reason. Your quirks are there for a reason. Right. Your family is who they are for a reason. It just was just like, oh, it made you think in your own life. Okay, all these things that I think are, uh, they're just meh, or why do I do this, or why do I want this, it, it didn't matter, because what happens is it all comes together in life. And I love it when I watch a movie, and the movie can really speak to me. Yes. It can really speak to me, and it speaks to our existence, and when I look at our life, our life is so much like that, because there are so many things, so many signs that we kind of saw that there's a certain element in your life, hun, that was just not for you. Oh, and yeah. And we fought that in so many different ways. And I don't know if we had just like looked at just the signs. paid attention. Paid attention to the signs. What was wrong with us? Right. And it's like, I, I really, we need to share this story because I think in sharing this story, there are so many people that are going through different things right now. And in in one way, they can they can get that lesson that, it's there for a reason, but they don't have to stay there mm -hmm. because the signs are kind of leading. They lead us somewhere. Right, right. So I want to take you back to high school. I'm in high school doing my standardized tests. I'm uh, just doing what everybody else is doing. We're all being funneled towards the same thing. But, you know, what's coming out of it is my, my grades and my test scores were showing that I had a, a really high level of proficiency in English and writing. So, um, you know, it was, it was just like, wow, you know, there's this opportunity. Maybe I can be a writer. I don't know. What else do English people do? <laughs> I was just thinking, <laughs> what else can I do? Um, but instead, I was, as if you listened to the first podcast, I was told, no, go and be a first, the first doctor in our family. So... Okay, that's one of the first signs that we can say, look at what you're actually skilled in. Right. And if you ignore it and keep going down a path that is not necessarily, not just not your passion, but not necessarily what you are the most skilled in, um, it could be a sign that you're on the wrong path. Right. So, And uh, it's quite remarkable yeah. that, you know, at your graduation, you, well, well, first you got you took a test right yes and in your test you got like you were in the top 99 percentile in the in the country right for english proficiency well how do i say that i was i did better than 99 percent, so i was in the, the top one top one percentile yes. right okay so so but not, not only that every paper i wrote whatever class it was it was always like wow you have a lot of skill as a writer right and writing English proficiency is so much more than just writing. It's, you know, um, you have a passion. I've always known you to have a passion for reading. You you just consume books. Oh, yeah. And you're and then you go through the Internet and you're constantly researching different topics and your thirst for knowledge and your curiosity for life. Like all of that is part and parcel because even in English proficiency, they're constantly giving you these random essays about dinosaurs or whatever. <laughs> and then you have to regurgitate right. that and you just do that very well. And another thing is editing, the ability to see the mistakes and find mistakes and to, to, to find that, that way around. So there's so much to English um, that, you know, when it says that you're in the top one percentile, it's... Yes, because even when I used to go to the library before Kindle's, I would get a pile of books almost every other day, every few days, and they got to know me, and they were just floored. Like, how do you read all these? I mean, this was before the internet, so, you know, um, I was just reading and reading, and once the Kindle came out, I was so happy. I know there's some diehards out there that are like, oh, no, I have to have my paper copy. 
If I had a paper copy of every book that I loved and read, this house would be filled. I would I would be called a hoarder. So I love the <laughs> fact that we have a Kindle. And right. right now, I currently I have I have I have thousands thousands now. You, you can hoard on your yeah, electronic I just, device. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, first sign that maybe I took the wrong path by going into biology. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just wrong. Maybe you, if that was your first sign, then the second sign would have been when you lost your scholarship in the first semester. <laughs> so let's get into that. So, and it's not because you're dumb. No, clearly. not at all. Because, <laughs> so, but someone threw away their life. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm now in college. I'm there on a full scholarship. I'm in. The, I'm not just in biology, people. I'm in honors biology. Right. <laughs> why? Do not ask me why, because I do not know. So I'm in honors biology, and I'm noticing that I do not like this. I could do it. I could get good grades, but um, I just felt like, man, I, I don't want to do this. Right. I don't want to do this. I, I was tired. I was, I was, I was feeling unmotivated. I was looking at everybody else with all these, all this passion and and vigor, and I'm like, wh- why don't I have that? I, I just, it was just not resonating with me. So I would just go back to the dorm and sleep. Right. So that's when I met Rita. Okay, at this phase in her life, this is 20 years ago. I am in my passion. So I'm like getting up <laughs> early, going to my classes, and I met this girl and just fell in love and but i'm wondering like why are you going to sleep why are you sleeping <laughs> through your classes why do you want to like be up like till the late hours like i'm thinking like maybe i can help her maybe let's let's get off the phone now hun and let's get some sleep so that you can wake up in the morning but sleep was not the problem the problem no. was is that she did not like what she was doing did not like it and so it was just like that was just the first sign that is just like now I mean, if you are passionate about what you're doing, then you will have passion. Right. I mean, my classmates were like, Rita, what are you doing? And I would just do everything just to get by. But even after a while, I wasn't even doing things to get by anymore. And now at that point, I was just like, "Ugh, I don't know what I want to do. So I ended up losing my scholarship. Now, I could stay. You don't really lose it until I think the end of the first school year. So second semester, I kind of knew at that point I was not going to be able to um, stay, and I basically the I, I didn't really didn't really make a difference in my trying. I right. just was like I still didn't like what I was doing. Well, you can't you can't muster up passion that's not there. Um, but you know, it's just um, it was a situation where you did not have that direction at that that point in time in your life and the signs were all there that you were not passionate for it but not having passion was a sign it was one of the first signs um of course we um we got married and after we got married of course we had to live and that's where challenge sometimes comes into our life where we start making decisions not based on who we are or what the best of what we have to offer or, you know, our deepest skill sets, but we start feeling the pressures of life and we start wanting to make decisions based on those pressures. And so I had a, I had a discussion with Rita and we were basically saying, okay, so what are you going to do now? Like what, 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 what is next? If you're not going to be a doctor, what do you think that you could be? And in that discussion, um, I suggested maybe because nursing is a part of the you know, medical community, maybe you could be a nurse. Now, my mom is a nurse. My sister is a nurse. My aunt is a nurse. I have an uncle that is a nurse. I mean, my family is just full of nurses. So it also just kind of made sense to me that, you know, this is a great idea. Be a nurse. Well. (laughs) Well, see, what happened was we got married that same year. I, I met my husband in January of my freshman year and got married by the December of that same year. I figured, I guess, well, I don't have my scholarship. I don't know what I want to do career-wise, but I found the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, so I might as well lock that down because at least I felt direction in that, and I thought maybe I could regroup. But what ended up happening was um, basically nine months after we got married, I had my first child. So, you know, all of a sudden, as he said, it became now about responsibilities. 
I didn't have the luxury anymore, or I thought at that time to actually look and see what do I want to do? What, what, what actually fits who I am? And it became more of a, I, I've got a child now. I'm married. I have a child. And 11 months later, I had a second child. So now I have two children. I'm a mom. I'm mm-hmm. a mom. So at that point, nursing is starting to look good. So right, and then okay? we we had we had played around with some English, and I think we were now in Canada, and so you started to look into universities that you could apply for. Well, I was we were in Canada. I'm from Los Angeles. He's from Toronto, and after he graduated, because he was um, a couple years ahead of me, uh, when he graduated, I went with him back to his hometown, and we were there for a few years. Right, and so um, anybody that knows the education in Canada, it's a lot different than the education in the United States. If you wanted to go to a university to be able or a college to be able to get your first degree, there are just so many options in the United States. You have community colleges, you have universities, and all of them you're able to get your bachelor's degree. In Toronto, Canada, the only place that you can get your undergrad in Canada, the only place that you can get your undergrad graduate degree which is a bachelor's in anything is in university you cannot get it in the local colleges the local colleges will only allow you to get something called a diploma which is really shy of uh, actual degree and so it's far more difficult to be able to to get in well Rita was looking to get her degree and uh, we looked at some programs with English but everything has competition and so there was sort of like a waiting list and all sorts of different things and i frankly at that point i didn't know what i wanted to do really but then afterwards um when i went to go get my master's um degree in michigan um, my wife came along with me and that's when she decided you know what she's going to do and that's when we i gave the suggestion that maybe nursing is the thing that you should do so i'm now in michigan i'm restarting my college career I'm serious this time. I'm getting straight A's and I'm feeling good. Wow. Okay. So I've got straight A's again, but now I'm actually having to pay for everything, which, you know, that could be a whole nother, (laughs) a whole nother topic about maybe valuing something that you actually have to pay for. Um, I was immature. I was immature and did not handle my first go around in college the right way. Even if I didn't know what I was going to do, you can't just sleep away. (laughs) <laughs> your your classes it's just it's immature right. so the next then, time i went that, that's a sign though like it was a sign it was a sign <laughs> like, but yeah. you know I, it, it just i have to admit and i feel like i'd be irresponsible to be to, to not even admit sure but i'm you know. almost positive that if there was a class that you could enroll in that was doing what we're doing right now you would never fall asleep you would probably end up teaching it <laughs> so i'm in michigan i'm doing nursing and i'm noticing i'm getting the same feeling that i had about biology i don't like this but now i have a family by the way when we got to michigan i didn't know that i was pregnant already with my third child so i'm a mom of two third one coming on um, is on the way i have really got to stick in something that's what i'm thinking but I'm looking around and I'm just like just growing more discontent by the second. Start working as an aide, uh, as a nurse's aide, just to get a feel of nursing and the hospital and all of that. So let me get this straight. So you started <laughs> you started university when we moved to Michigan with biology. And no, then... I started with nursing. With nursing. Yeah, okay. I started with nursing. And I was like, yeah, because I... I looked at your family and I said, well, this is a family of nurses. They seem Mm -hmm. happy. Let me do it. So I went over there starting off with nursing. Right. Did that for a few years. Even and and the thing was, as I started to work in the hospital, I started to really get a sense. This is not for me. Right. I mean, it wasn't even so much the the down and the dirty that nurses aides have to do, um, which I didn't like that. But I did it. It was it was really just. Even when I looked to see eventually what did, what I would do once I got my my bachelor's degree um, and was an RN, I thought, well, I don't even know. Do I want to work at a hospital for eight hours a day or 12 hours if I'm doing a 12-hour shift? Do I want to experience having to be told when to come in, when you can go on break, when you can go to lunch? Do I want to be told, where are you? You're not supposed to be. This is the thing. There are some ridiculous rules like, like don't sit. You cannot sit. 
unless you're unless you're charting. So if I'm tired, I can't sit. Are you kidding me? I, I couldn't stand that kind of thinking. Um, meanwhile, doctors would saunter in whatever time they want, sit down, basically hold court at the nurses' station, and I was I was told unless um, you are charting or or you get special permission, do not sit down. Now that's ridiculous. I'm on my feet eight or 12 hours and I'm changing people, I'm moving people, I'm cleaning. I mean, it's just ridiculous to me. And you were pregnant at the time, weren't you? And I was pregnant. Right. And I was in school full time at the same time. Right. I was exhausted. One of the most hilarious, I know that, you know, we're not here to necessarily get into the fullness of the nursing but one of the most hilarious accounts of Rita and nursing is, are you my nurse? You have to check this book out. It's oh. on Amazon <laughs> and it I will give you, <laughs> yeah, it will but, give you the full. But no, no, no. But, that, but, but I only, I only covered my first year of nursing and, um, as an aide, I, I'm, I should come out with some follow-ups for each, each, um, tier. Of nursing. Yes. Each tier, you know, cause I did work for a while as an LPN and then as an RN and then as a nurse practitioner. And I worked in a variety of fields, which we'll get into later. So but you didn't you didn't end up actually staying in nursing. No. So after I see that ugh, this is not for me, I decide I'm going to go back to what I originally should have done. Biology, not English. Biology. Right back to the doctor. Now, again. why do I want to do that now? Why am I saying oh, I want to go back to biology? Well, I'll tell you why. I started to see how much people were paid. And with nursing, you can make a good income. Don't get me wrong. But man, what you are doing for that income is hard, labor-intensive work. Right. I mean, I, you don't understand how many nurses I know that have their knees replaced, hips replaced. I mean, it's, it's a hard job. Back injuries, lots of things. So I decided um, I, I'm going to go back and be a doctor because, you know, maybe I'll have a little more autonomy. Um, maybe I'll like you know, the, the other aspect of, of the medical field where I'm actually diagnosing and prescribing. And okay, let me go back into that. So I switched back into biology. So that was round two. Yes. Did I like it? No. Mm. No. I, I, it's, it's just unreal why we continue to get into the cycles that we know are not going to have a different outcome. Right. So I get back in there. I actually, I'm doing well. I'm in the top, you know, percentage of my class. And I'm miserable. I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. So now Murthal is graduating. We have to make a decision to go back to Toronto. I'm trying to now decide, do I want to uh, transfer my credits? Because I'm not done yet with college. Do I need to transfer my credits um, into biology or transfer the nursing? I'm miserable in biology. I've actually racked up more credits as a nurse. I go back to nursing. So now we move to Buffalo. Uh, New York and because it's on the border Merthel can work in Toronto I can transfer my credits to a school in Buffalo because it was easier for the transfer and we um, I say okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna graduate as a nurse and I did I went back to school graduated as a nurse was I happy eh, you know I wanted a degree you know at that point I'm thinking look Rita you know you're you're you know you're this age you're a mother you know let's get a degree of course, while I'm in school, I get pregnant with my fourth child. <laughs> now I'm pregnant. Mm. I'm um, working full time again, and I'm I'm tired. I'm miserable, but at least I say I'll have a degree at the end of this. Guys, we're talking to you about paying attention to the signs. Right? <laughs> Why did I just go from one end to the another? Nursing, biology, nursing, biology. Like, this is ridiculous. But then there was round three of biology. So I'm miserable as a nurse. <laughs> please don't judge me too now, hard. Now, did you, now at this point in time, she's about to tell you round three of biology, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just trying to get our dates right. Did you graduate from nurse practitioner as yet? Or had you not done that as yet? I did. So you graduated yes. from nurse practitioner so, and then you said, I don't want to work as this. So. so instead of me, so this is funny. I get my bachelor's as an RN. Um, great. My bachelor's of science. I'm a registered nurse. I do the, you know, the NCLEX. Okay. I'm working as a nurse and I'm thinking I'm not happy. So I say, let me, let me do the in-between thing. Let me, let me be a nurse practitioner. 
I can maybe do some aspects of a doctor right? and Primary still care. maybe not do such so much labor intensive work as a nurse and make some decisions that are, you know, more leadership wise. So I go and do a master's degree and get my master's of science as a family nurse practitioner. Now, this now a disclaimer before you continue. It's not that there are not nurses out there that don't love their jobs. There are a lot of people that were born to be a and nurse. they love it. And your mom, your mom, mom was is one of them. Exactly. That's right. And she, just a calling for nursing. And you live a, a happy, thriving life. Right. You can deal with the doctor's attitudes and them demean their demeaning behavior. You can deal with, you and, know, patients, right. families. You can deal with the cattiness of other nurses. You can deal with all the things that come with it because at the end of the day, it's your calling and you find that sweet spot of helping others and helping other patients. And, and, the, and, and the positives of nursing are, it, number one, we need nurses. Right. They work so hard. They actually run the hospitals. And they really know what's wrong they, with they you. They run the hospitals. When you want something changed, go to the nursing supervisor. <laughs> right. When, when, when you have any problems, they are, you're, they're going to be the ones who are going to run interference between the doctor and you. The nurses run the hospitals. Nurses, it's a fantastic position that is needed. You've got to be called, though, because Absolutely. this is, it's, it's hard. It's emotionally hard. It's physically hard. Um, and, and, it, and there's a lot of schooling that goes into it. And it's a part of the old school model of going and getting a degree and then working for somebody and then living that life. And that's not the Onyx life. The Onyx life um, that we're sharing with you is where you're living an autonomous life, where you're creating your own opportunities. And there are several nurses that have the ability to create their own opportunity. And we're going to, you know, get into that where Rita actually got an opportunity and we're going to get to there. But I just wanted to make that disclaimer that, um, that this is kind of where Rita was at. But round three, round three of right. biology. So I'm back in nursing and I'm saying, oh, I'm, I'm a nurse practitioner at this point. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just go all the way and be a doctor? So I go and apply to um, this post-bac pre-med program. Basically, you've got your bachelor's. They're just going to help you do the prereqs for um, prerequisites for med school. And they will, um, hopefully you'll get in by getting a great reference from them, stellar scores, and they're going to help you with the MCAT. And it's just basically like um, a much more late, uh, it's, it's an intense focus on those, just those like four classes mm -hmm. so that you can now become, get into med school so you can become a doctor. So um, the program that I applied to um, was about four hours away from Buffalo. It was, uh, it was Penn State. And I was, I was like excited. Oh, yes. You know, because at least if I don't really know what I want to do, I want to be at the top. I want to be a doctor. So I, um, I apply, send in my deposit. A little voice in the back of my head, though, was like, are you sure? You sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to travel four hours? you went down this hours? road before. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's, what's, ugh. and I ignore it. I ignore it because, yes, this is what I want to do. I know that now, hun. do don't talk to me. No one talk to me. I know I want to be a doctor. <laughs> so, um, I'm, but I'm starting that the voice is getting louder. So now I start talking to people like, man, I, I don't know if I should do this. And they're like, well, you know, have you, you know, have you prayed about it? Have you, you know, talked to, you know, Marthel about it? And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I know I don't want to do nursing. I know that's not for me. But I don't know what else I want to do. So, I sh oh, okay, I'm just going to go and do it. And it's so funny. There's so many people that are like that. They're in something that, you know, that's what they're doing. They don't want it, but they don't know what else to do. Right. So one day I go and get the mail, and I see a letter from Penn State. Now, I had already gotten in, so I thought, oh, okay, this must be some registration thing. And it's a deposit. My deposit is returned to me. Now, she's in the classes. She's actually taking the classes. She's doing well, but she's getting her deposit back. I said, why am I getting my deposit back? This is weird. So I call and I say to them, um, I got my deposit back in the mail. And they were like, what? And I said, I repeat myself, I got my deposit back in the mail. Was I supposed, was this supposed to happen? They were like, no, that never happens. We don't re return deposits like and your record yeah. shows that you're fine. Your yeah. record shows that you're enrolled. Your exactly. record shows that you're fine. And, and, and it's, they, were, they were flabbergasted. Like, why did that happen? Right. So that was a huge sign for me. And then she, and then they were like, 
well, what should I do with this check? They're because, like, keep it. <laughs> right, because the, the point is, if you you only have a small window before you can say, you, before you can put the brakes and not have to owe the school any money. Right. So for this deposit return to return back to me without me requesting it, without me going through to drop everything, it was actually like, it was, it was almost like I felt like it was God trying to unenroll me. But the problem is, is that if we kept the check, we did not even want to keep it. They were like, keep it because we, you're enrolled. Everything is fine. But we didn't want to keep the check because if we kept the check and then they found out that it was not fine, then all of a sudden she would be out of the course. And she would. So we actually wanted to just give them back the check. Right. So I'm ignoring another sign and I'm like, no, you here, take this money back. So I we gave it right back to them. And of course, go th- do a few weeks of the Penn State program, and my husband falls ill. Now, now before I fell ill on our way there, um, I got like two speeding tickets. You did. Going in, going in. Now I'd like to say that's a sign, but I, I tend to get a lot of well, those. you know, <laughs> well we can talk about what happens when you get tickets and how that. Oh, how that is a sign oh, for you yeah he that's did, right that's i have right. this 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 thing about well, getting tickets and well police yeah and... that's that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> but but the thing is guys um i i was miserable again but i was like okay i'm going into nursing i mean sorry i'm going to be a doctor right my husband falls sick i'm not able to now drive to class um i have to now make a decision i'm trying i'm still working full-time have my four kids my husband is sick. I had to drop it. And then I, f- I was like, oh my goodness, my third time now, I'm letting go of this thing. I, I, I drop it. My husband actually um, almost overnight gets better. Right, fully. <laughs> um, you know, um, the what I forgot what happened with the job, but every, I mean, basically everything resolved once I dropped it. Right. And um, I said, okay, well... So now she's just a nurse practitioner. Now what, I'm, now what am I going to do? And I guess caveat, nurse practitioner is a, is a great job. You get a lot of, there's so many positions that you can work in, mm-hmm. so many fields. And so as a nurse practitioner, I start now jumping from job to job. I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a professor. I work in a nursing home. I work in a office. I work in a nurse clinic. Supervisor. I work as a supervisor. I work, I mean, I did everything that you can think of. I did. Um, and then, you know, as I'm jumping from job to job, though, I'm not recognizing and looking at the fact that these jobs are not working out for a variety of reasons. So I worked at a hospital. That hospital ended up closing down. Mm-hmm. I worked at um, a, a job where you bring the now granted this hospital was around for over 100, 100 years in the city and i and happened then, to go <laughs> when they're like on the way down yeah which i didn't know and then they closed. they knew they knew and they took you on and they still hired to me. be the primary caretaker right. because the the doctor was the main doctor <sighs> was trying to transition and so they were kind of just using you but that was a sign nevertheless because she, she went on vacation the doctor i was supposed to be working with went on vacation and never came back and then you had to take all her patients yes so then um, I went to another job where they decided, um, yeah, hey, come on. This is their salary. And, you know, what you do is you go from home to home for people who can't leave their homes and you just basically bring the doctor's office to them. Great. By the time I'm, I'm about to get my first paycheck, they go, OK, so we want to take off about, you know, like three quarter, like about a third of it. They want to take off about a third. And I said, but why? They were like, oh, because you don't, you're not at your limit. You're not at your um, limit of patience yet. You're, you haven't seen as you much patience seen, as right. you're supposed to see to get but that I was paycheck. Like, I said, but, but that was not part of our, our negotiation. And you guys control how many patients that right. I do see. So, so I get what they're saying. If Rita was able to see her own patients, choose who, which patients that she can see. And if she said you know what, I don't want to see this many patients because I'm tired or I'm sick or I just don't want to. No, they gave her a certain amount of patients. Right. And she saw every single one of those patients. Right. But then they turned around and said, because you didn't, you know, you don't have enough patients in your area per se. That is so unethical because so, now it's right. like they give you the job for a certain amount of pay, but now you're you have to deal with one third missing. So we're like, wait, hold on a second. Rita goes to them and says, well, um, 
well, I can't, you can't just hire me and tell me that I'm going to get this paid because I am going to make decisions based on that. They're like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. We will pay you that full amount, but you will owe us one third. Right. So now you're going to, now now you're going to have to pay that off by the second pay. They were like, so we want to take off um, another portion. And it's just like, okay, did they bring me on knowing that they were going to take off more half and then more right. than half of the pay because they control the patient load as well as they control you right. know the salary so here here you have completely an unethical situation going on here um totally taking advantage of you know a graduate you know getting out and so you know that was another sign to show right then i go to another job now i'm doing these um assessments in the home for medicare this company that i'm contracted to work with um, they decide that sometimes they don't want to be in the office. Sometimes they want to pay you. Sometimes they don't. It was ridiculous. So, of course, I couldn't stay there. Then I get a job. Um, well, I was about to start working with a pain management doctor. But the problem with that one was he wanted me to sign all of his medication, all of his controlled substance medications. Um, even if he saw the patient and he was right next door to me, I, have to, I would have to sign it. I started saying, I mean, from the from the time of the interview, I said, I, I don't understand. Why would I sign your prescriptions? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, then they also wanted me to see 50 patients a day. What? That doesn't make any sense either. So long story short, not, I, I didn't even start there. I, I asked too many questions for their liking, and we both decided that this was not going to work out. Now, many of you guys are probably not nurses, but I'm... I bet you somebody's laughing right now. I bet you somebody is just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because that's just how corporations are, whether it's in nursing, and I'm sure there's several places that offer very competent, ethical um, atmospheres for working as a nurse, as well as many other um, professions. So we're not just, we're only talking about nursing because that's what she was. But if you go into any industry or any corporation, you have all these things happening where Bosses are taking advantage of you. They're not paying you the way that you should be paid. These are all signs, especially for somebody that has an entrepreneur spirit to say, I cannot do this anymore. It would be better for me to launch out on my own and create something that is going to be respectable for me where I can work in my passion. These are all signs, people. Is it? Is it? Is it your boss? Is it? Is it the atmosphere? Are you being taken advantage of? Is somebody just going over your head and keep on? You're training the next person that now gets the promotion. Like, I'm sure you all have stories like this, but what we're trying to say here are these are all signs. Either doors are closing of some dream that you always had that you want to do that is not for you, or you're 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 getting caught up in this rat race that is not treating you and not respecting you for who you are. These are signs. They're signs to say that there is something else out there for you that is better for you. That's right. So I didn't take that job. Um, I got another job and I was supposed to start in this new department where, again, they were going into the home to do medical care. The problem was what I didn't know was that this company had just been bought by a larger company. And what they were doing was they were they had basically started this new division in order to kind of pad the company before it was sold so that it looked like this company was bigger than it actually was. And one of the first signs that I thought, "Uh oh, this isn't good, was when the president got on a call, had everybody and it was all over the state. Um, all the workers were supposed to be on that call. And when we heard, we heard him welcome each department. He did not welcome the department that I was hired in. So there's about, in my department, there was about, I think, 10 new people. And it was brand new. And I said to them, did you guys uh, not hear that? Like, he didn't mention us. This is not a good sign. He mentioned every single other department but this one. And of course, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm sure it was just a mistake. I was like, I don't think so. And as we started to work, uh, we basically had no patience. <laughs> and I, I could not believe it because yeah. I have never seen Rita get a job that got paid so much money for doing nothing. <laughs> I am telling you nothing. 
there was no patience, but I think what they were doing, like she said, was padding the company and that particular position so that it would make, look more favorable, it would look more full than it really was. But there was really no patience and she was getting a full salary. So now I'm seeing that this is not gonna work. I decide that I'm gonna leave the company. Right, because the writings are on right. the wall. The writing I mean. is on the wall. Everyone was like, no, Rita, stay. No, um, you know, a few months even after I left, a lot of people were laid off and eventually that department did close that same year. So, so basically now, I'm, I'm no longer working in that job. I get another job now. Now, this job was actually a really good job. Yes. And um, but and it, it was close to where we lived. Um, it was close to my workplace as well as her workplace. It was within five minutes. Her workplace was five minutes from her home. And my workplace was approximately maybe under 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have to deal with traffic. We didn't have to deal with anything. It was just really ideal. And it was at this point in time that an opportunity came that was an opportunity of a lifetime, which is a sign in another way. Right. One of the things I loved about this job was that leadership um, actually respected you. They, they felt they, they, the owner was actually a nurse practitioner. So she just, she, well, actually, I've had that before and they've tried to cheat me. So <laughs> being a nurse practitioner and an owner wasn't, wasn't necessarily synonymous with ethical or, but she actually um, was a very good leader. She was very affirming. Very affirming, very positive. She set the tone. She paid us well. It was just the best job that I had had since getting into the nursing field. I ended up staying there for over a year, which was, look, my record, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that was like, wow. She, Seniority <laughs> position. So, um, and the thing was, this is how I knew it just really wasn't for me because I had the best situation. I had like four weeks vacation. Mm -hmm. I had a great, great salary. salary. I had bosses that um, I got along with that I loved. You had a lot of autonomy. I had a lot of autonomy. I had everything that you could think of. And you were five minutes away from home. And Yeah. And unfortunately, I felt restless. I didn't hate it. I wasn't miserable. I couldn't say that. But I knew still, I had that feeling that this is not for me. And that's how you just know. You just know. Like in the best of a situation, in the worst of a situation, if you're still feeling the same way, left feeling like there's a hole that's not being filled. It's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. And... That's when I noticed that Rita started really, um, she really started her research and her studies into entrepreneurship. That's when she started to go into Amazon. She started to go into multiple streams of income in different ways that somebody can supplement their salary or how they can transfer um, into another type of career. And she was getting so excited. Every day she would get home and she would tell me about this new opportunity. I mean, we even threw like, $5,000 into a company and started our own private labeling. We started private labeling, you know, some some um, turmeric pills and some <laughs> Yeah, well, we um, can go into fish oils all the and, things that we've tried in, in right. another podcast. Right, well, we'll do that but, in another podcast where, you know, the different things that we have tried and, and the level of success we've had in it. But, but just to tell you, the itch for entrepreneurship was at a time where she was actually had probably a pretty ideal job. But when you are called to live the life of an entrepreneur. There are certain things that is going to happen internally and externally, and they're all going to be signs to push you in the direction that you need to be pushed in. And so, of course, I, I retrospectively, I'm not surprised at what happened next because that was also a sign. Right, right. So basically, I got offered a position to head a new branch of um, in Florida. So it was going to be another branch of the job that I was in right now, but because it was going to be, um, down in Florida, they wanted me to go over there and start it. So I was offered basically shares of, um, the company, the company. Um, there was, I had a lot of perks and the biggest, you were going to be a CEO yeah, of the, the biggest company perk was second. that I was going to work for myself right. and I was so excited because I thought I have finally found what I would enjoy. I knew it. If I just work for myself, I'll, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. but, so it was a nurse practitioner model right. of a medical company where right. you, you would go home to home 
Right. And you would hire a nurse practitioners to go home to home. Doctors would be um, on staff. There'd be and, consultants yes. and things like that. And so I thought, and you would be it. you would be the second in, in charge of right. the entire company. Right. Exactly. And have most of the shares out of all the partners. It was golden. It was like who wouldn't be happy? Absolutely. Who wouldn't do it? <laughs> I'll tell you who. Rita. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I kind of knew it. I kind of knew it from the beginning. You know, it had a lot of great pieces um, to to the opportunity, um, autonomy, and you know, and uh, the, the money and the promise of having your own. But it was still nursing. It was a career that I had seen Rita go from the bottom to the top, and she hated every single bit of it because it just was not for her. So even though it was a level of entrepreneurship and a level of ownership, and it had all those parts to it, that's what made me say, okay, honey, you know, I don't want to hold this back from you. I will, you know, I, you know, I left my job to be able to support her to go down to Florida and to launch this company. Um, but I knew, and I told her that not to be, you know, mean spirit. I wasn't, I wasn't naysaying. I was just saying, honey, I, I'm not quite sure if this is for you because I've not seen you up until now really enjoy this. Yeah. He supported me, even though he knew that it would most likely end like everything else. And, um, I did it. I went over there and I started it. Um, well, basically, I started the process to start everything, did the administrative um, stuff and putting together all the clinical things. And it was it was a lot. And during that time, I found um, a job in Florida in order to support myself while we were and, and the family while we were um, starting this business. So while I'm working now as an MP, working for people, um, I'm running into the same stuff. I'm running into people who don't want to pay. I'm running into scenarios where um, just so much unethical things. And I'm like, okay, I can't. But at this point in time, she's working it. as a 1099. She's contracting. So she's still kind of working for herself, working for the people, but kind of working for herself, contract work in order for her to support the family. At that time, I couldn't work because I was Canadian and my immigration status was not set. So she was the only person that actually could work. Right. So, so I take on multiple jobs. I'm working in a nursing home. I'm working doing Medicare assessments. I'm, I'm doing shifts at a psych place. I'm doing on, online, um, you know, non-emergent things. I'm doing a lot. I was, I was even going to do online teaching, but I was like, I can't. I can't just... Right. I just there was just too many jobs at the same time and on top of it also starting this new company now i was so proud of rita i was so proud of her because she basically started this company from the ground up from just the conception that the or, the original owners had just this idea she took it and she ran with it and she basically built that company right up launching it making sure that every part of that company was ready and up to go. There was only one problem. Well, there was two problems. Mm -hmm. But the first problem was the thing that delayed the company um, going. And that was that they could not get their credentials as Canadians. And so in that, in that process, she ended up going from being the vice president to the president because it needed an American um, person at the top of the ticket of that company. And rightly so, I think that she deserved it because she did all the work and she got all the doctors hired and she got all, you know, things with staff and telephones and everything that needed to be up, except for the fact that they couldn't get their credentials over. And that delay was critical because it gave her just enough time to think about whether she wanted to fully go down this path or not. But it's a sign still to me. And I believe it's a sign to her because what it did was it gave her the confidence to know that she can start a company all on her own. She could run a company all on her own. She could put all the pieces together as an entrepreneur spirit. And that's a sign to show that this is this was for you. Right. I don't think that I would have had that kind of confidence had I not done that medical company. Right. And I, you know, you want to sometimes look back and think, Oh, this is a waste of my time. But no, it wasn't. It really wasn't because it was from there where I now had the confidence to make that crucial decision on what I wanted to do. I was at a fork in the road. 
we were about to launch and start that business. And I was about to basically be in a long-term relationship with my partners, with this company. And once we started, it was going to be very hard if I ever wanted to back out. Right. So I really was at a crossroads because there was that little voice in me going, Rita, you're about to embark on something you can't just walk out of. This, they're depending on you. Once you launch, that's it. And I had to have a really, really um, thoughtful, deep look at myself and conversation with my husband because um, something was saying, no, this is still not for you. Right. And that's an example that if you are finding yourself in a really difficult situation where you're, you know, you're facing great disappointment, you've invested in something and it's not going through or it didn't go through, you know, signs are there for a reason. And um, and the journey does not mean or the disappointment or the, f the supposed failure does not mean that it is ultimate failure. Um, many of these things are just stepping stones. Right. And what we have discovered is, is that change comes with challenge. Change comes with challenge. And the kind of change that it was putting inside of Rita, it was giving her the confidence that crisis was uh, through the process of her having to develop a company and then literally the company was going to be no more. That's the decision she was about to make, that she was no longer going to go ahead with this company. All of that work, you could say, was for nothing, but it wasn't for nothing. It was developing her confidence in her ability to be an entrepreneur and that she could do it. And, and, and really, you have to stop and think, you know, what you're going through right now, is it possible that it's not failure? Is it possible that it is, it's not just for nothing? You didn't do this all for nothing. You're not just throwing it away, but it was for the purpose. It was a sign to show that there was something greater for you. That's right. So take the experiences that you are in right now. Take it as just a part of your education, your life journey, because just like that movie Signs, everything happens for a reason. You can learn, you can build, you can really um, squeeze every drop out of all your circumstances, all your experiences, and use it to build something even bigger and better for yourself. Absolutely. Um, at that point in time, Rita came to me and she told me what I always suspected. <laughs> Hun, I don't want to do this medical company. And I don't want to do it anymore. That was the hardest conversation I have had with my husband. I mean, it was tough. He had left his position of how many years was that? 17? 17 years. 17 years to come and follow me down there. I felt like I was abandoning my family and my my uh, promises and I felt like a failure I did because I just knew that it wasn't for me but I knew that I could also not dedicate you know the next 30 40 years to to this particular position I knew it was just too much someone told me that business partners is can almost be like a marriage and you got to really know who you're going into business with and while i loved my partners um i still felt like it was not necessarily going to be the best situation for me and i i knew that even on paper while it looked like oh you have this many shares and you're going to get this you're going to get that i knew what i was going to have to do and basically it was going to be me and me alone down there and I was going to have to juggle getting that business up while continuing to still work full time in all my other jobs. And so I was going to be just running my um, just running my butt off, trying to get everything up and running. And at the end of the day, I don't think it would have paid off financially for many, many years. And I would have been stuck working in these positions with um, the other people. And that was just unacceptable because of just the environments. Right. And, you know, even though you know, we're talking about um, an entrepreneurial position. This was not a place where you were being hired. This was a place where you would still be um, a boss. You would still be owner. You would still be running the show. But not fully because my partners, they had come in with the capital. Sure. And I was going to come in with the, like the, the skill, the skill and, and the expertise the, right. on starting it. 
And while idealistically it was I was going to be an equal partner, it didn't really work out that way. They ended up being more of still taking on the role of boss because remember, I was actually working for them at my other job. And then I got this position where I'm basically being elevated. But at the same time, you cannot... And I don't blame them. They're still looking at me as somewhat of a worker. Right. So now right. they have their pre-meetings. Because the roles had always been right. that way. So we have a meeting on the phone. They'll have a pre-meeting before our meeting. Like that to me is not, we're not equal partners here. Right, <laughs> So right. while I love them, they, you know, there were some issues. There were some other issues. Right. And so I just knew that um, this was basically going to be the way it was going to be. Right. And I was going to have to report into them. So it actually didn't feel like an entrepreneurship type of job yeah it felt like i was just being elevated to this position on paper but in reality i was still a workhorse and you didn't really have any power there was nothing right there was nothing behind that would guarantee that you would be able to to be an equal partner in all of this and when i did try to assert myself as an equal partner um, i came in with my own capital because at this point i did actually start to do something on my own on the side which you know, basically, we're going to get into that into the onyx life later. But um, my first foray into it, I did make a little money. I did. Oh, I, let's not be let's not be um, let's not be um, so humble. It wasn't just a little bit of money it was enough for you to be an equal partner. Yes. So we made a good amount of money. We made a good amount. And of I was able to now say, hey, I want to also come in with my equal shares of the money. So I did. And then I said, okay, so now that we all are in here equally. And I have capital. Let's kind of retool here on how we want to go about this business. Needless to say, there was some pushback. People wanted it a certain way. They wanted it to stay that way. And um, it was basically either do it our way or the highway. And so I took a long walk on and on, I, on the highway <laughs> it was like bye but i'll tell you this we would not be where we are today onyx life and onyx star media would not be here today if it wasn't for that particular journey and when we look back we see all the signs and we are so grateful for that and we know that you have your own challenges and you have your own signs and when it comes to the journey you have to be willing to take the leap of faith and allow those signs to be almost breadcrumbs to give you that way mark of where you are going and trust it. Trust those signs and trust what you always knew about yourself, that you are an entrepreneur, that you have what it takes to be able to make it and that you have a bright future and that you are going to take your family to places that um, that only you can do. And uh, we believe in you and we want to be a part of that journey. And we want to encourage you that, you know, that that with change, the kind of change that needs to take place, it always comes with challenges. And so we are sharing our challenges with you and our signs with you because we want you to know that we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for that. And you will not be where you need to be without it also. All right. Well, we want to thank you for listening. We want to let you know that you can follow us at theonyxlife.com where we have show notes. And we also have a section there where we call it Ask Us. If you have any questions about business, relationships, anything that you really want us to be able to help you out with, go ahead and send us your question and we will answer it on the website. And depending on what the question is we could probably uh, answer it here on the podcast too because your question might be a question that many people have so you can feel free to reach out to us and of course follow us on our social media on facebook twitter instagram and youtube so look us up and we hope to hear from you soon now go live that onyx life where change comes with challenge see you next time